Once upon a time, in a faraway land, I woke up and realized I am going to be a dentist. Said like no one ever. These are the real stories, not fairy tales. As we go behind the smiles, this is a podcast where we interview and chat with some of the biggest leaders in dentistry, learn their stories, and share their motivation with your host, Dr. Gina Dorfman. Today's podcast is brought to you by Yappy, an automated paperless software for dentists and their teams. Learn more at yappyapp.com. Welcome back. You're currently listening to part two of Survival Guides in Dentistry with Buckeye Dental Productions and your host, Dr. Gina Dorfman. And just like with the front desk guide, they have in our office, they have 90 days. They finish it way before 90 days, but they have the whole first 90 days to work through that book. Now, um, when I do their first 90 day review, it's a whole lot easier to be very black and white about their performance when I have proof of what they've learned and what they've accomplished. Um, I, I'm trying to, you know, always look at how can I, um, how can I get them to take more ownership over their own performance? Like, in other words, if you want to raise or you want to earn this, I need to see your work and it's not arbitrary. Oh yeah. You know, I, I, someone else showed me how to do that a month ago. It's like, no, 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 it's written down. We've talked, you know, I, I can see the proof that you've actually learned it and gone through it. So it's that accountability that I think a manager needs to have to be able to, um, to be able to judge an employee's performance. Yes. And I, first of all, I love the idea of kind of assigning a buddy for certain uh, projects. And we do the same thing because not only it helps to spread the training and get everyone involved, uh, but I think it's also important for the entire team to be involved in training this person because of kind of, you know, what they support what they help create. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I love having this planner to train someone because a lot of times it's hard to keep track of what we've trained and what we haven't trained. Right. And whether they master it a skill or not. Yes. And in my practice, I kind of have like a checklist where we also check off what they've been trained on. But having that guide that's both um, a training manual and a checkoff point, I love that. So this becomes that employee's like book, you know, they, they yeah. have their own book to, you know, to add in their own notes, to add, you know, whatever they need to, to put in there. But that becomes like whenever we have an office meeting, everyone gets their survival guides and they can put their office notes in there. And that just becomes their their little home for everything relating to our practice. Um, and, you know, I just, you know, for us, it, it's one of those things that, um, you know, I'm we're, because we're always doing so much continual education, I want to see it. I want to know that they have it. It's important for me that they each, you know, have one of those so they can take charge of their own learning. That's excellent. I have to tell you, I, I love the fact that you've had that experience of starting a job and, and really not knowing what you're doing. And, um, you parlayed this into this amazing, not only a business opportunity, but also such a, a helpful resource for dental offices. Um, I mean, you both of you are doing so much for um, for our industry. And Mary Beth, your um, dental support specialist, I know it's such a needed service because I um, I see so many posts from desperate dentists who, you know, a staff member quits on them and and they're just like, what do I do now? Who's going to be answering my phones? How do I then quickly train someone to do a good job? Yes. And 
And another thing, um, I have a friend, Dr. Christopher Phelps, who um, has a call center to take uh, new patient phone calls. And what he's telling me is that 40% of all uh, marketing calls go to voicemail. Mm-hmm. And most patients will never leave voicemail. Right. And um, we invest all this money into marketing, and then we miss most of those calls. And and having a company like yours uh, either handle the operation or um, be a support for them, uh, that's incredible. So thank you. It's crazy, it is. I mean, you know, it's it's... When a dentist loses an employee rapidly, what, and, I, and I think whether it's an, an assistant or a front desk, the automatic reaction is, I just need a body. And every time they just get a body, it, it happens again and again and again. And it's not saying that maybe one of those bodies really could have shined if you gave them the training and the correct tools to shine in the, in the positions that you want them to shine in. You know, the, the beyond spit sucking, one of my favorite things in that whole book, and I am not a clinical person in any way, shape or form. Let's just say that. But one of my favorite things in there is, you know, it's training the, the team members to get to know the practice You know, how many times do practices hire a dental assistant, show them where everything is on day one, and on day two, you're on your own. And then they're left with the patient, and the patient is like, hey, do you guys do Invisalign? And they're like, uh... So true. I I don't know. Let me find out. You know what I mean? And that's one of the things that, that is so hammered on is knowing the practice, knowing the doctor, you know, there's these rapid fire questions um, that, that we put in our planners to be able to, yeah, there it is, you know, to be able to completely answer these questions with fluency and just present as a stronger team. So, um, you know, it's, it's a vicious cycle of, you know, the revolving door of employees but I think what Missy and I really strongly hope is that this, that our survival guides are going to help empower people, empower the team to become so great at their job that they're so comfortable in it, that that goes hand in hand with building loyalty and those solid teams. And when you have that, you're going to have an elevated practice. You said so many things that are important here. I want to try to kind of go back to all of them. Uh, First of all, I already told you I love the name Beyond Spit Sucking because in my practice, I have an isolate, you know, that, so essentially that spit sucking part is, is, is a little outdated. I still like to have an assistant by my side, but I think that assistant's main job is to support the doctor and sell the doctor Mm -hmm. and, and be really like that patient, um, advocate, right? That's the word I'm looking for. Because I know when I present the treatment, the minute I walk out of the room, the patient will turn to my assistant and say, do I really need to have this done? And this assistant needs to have the verbal skills and the confidence to, uh, you know, to, to explain the procedure, to explain that why I recommended it and to really, um, you know, sell me as a doctor. I once had a patient in my chair and new patient, and she said, 
uh, I'm so glad to be here. You were so highly recommended. And I'm like, oh, who recommended me? She said, Carmen. I said, Carmen, who works in my fan office, how do, how do you know Carmen? And she said, oh, I don't know Carmen. But when I called, she told me what a wonderful doctor you are. And it needs to happen every single time, yes. every single time. The hygienist, the assistant, yes. the front office needs to be selling the doctor. And I don't think that this is something that's being taught in dental assisting school. And and you're right, they come in, they don't know, do we do whitening? Do we do... Um, what kind? What kind? Why is one better than the other? Invisalign, is it better than, than braces? How is it different? They need yeah. to be able to have those yes. conversations. And yes. that's what the, the beyond spit sucking really is a fabulous bridge between their true clinical skills and the soft skills, marketing skills, you know, building up the doctor skills that really are missing in so many um, situations. Yes, I, to, I used to cringe in our practice when I could hear someone ask one of our assistants or the hygienist just a simple question like that. Do you do Invisalign or whatever? And their response would be like, yeah. And then like <laughs> silence. Like, that's, they're just threw it at you, like catch it and run with that answer. But then I realized that that's a communication skill that has to be developed just like a hand skill and it has to be practiced. And so one of the things, if I could spill a little section from our survival guides, and this is a, a skill that overlaps in a couple of the survival guides because it's so important, but we developed two communication strategies, one that we call the three positive response rule, and then the one after that, which is called follow-up question. So if someone says something to you, like, do you do Invisalign? Everyone on your team should know the answer to that. And they should be able to respond with three positive things about it. Um, you know, yes, we do a lot of Invisalign. Patients love it because we can get results in about a year. There's clear aligners and they're removable. So they should be able to respond with that excitement and those three substantiating, you know, supports. Whatever it is, do you do implants? Do you do root canals? There are positive things you can say about, you know, root canals and everything, but I don't know that every team member can respond that way. But if they could all day long and make the patient feel better about, you know, asking about it and opening up a dialogue, that would do a lot more for production. Then we move into the follow-up questioning, which is you respond with three positive things and then you turn it around to the patient and say something like, how long have you thought about straightening your teeth? So you're giving them some, you're building that value and then you're, you're open, you're leaving an, um, you're giving them an open-ended question for them to, to start the dialogue or to continue the dialogue. But those are like advanced communication skills that I know in our own practice wasn't happening. And what we started, when I recognized that as being an issue, what we started doing was every morning in our huddle, I would have one question. Do you guys do deep scale? Do you do this? Do you, you know, whatever it was. And as a collective group, we would list positive things about it. And then we would pick three. And I would say, you don't have to pick these three, but let's pick this as our answer. And let's all practice saying those words. Let's get our, our mouth around those words and let's role play that with each other. So in our morning huddles, we practice that. And that has translated to seeing them do it on with, with live patients. But it's one of those things that unless you point it out, unless you practice it, 
that it's, you know, it's not going to happen. And, and, and keeping it very simple, three positive things and then a follow-up question. And when you get their brains thinking that way, then they'll start doing it with the patients and that changes everything, increases the value. And it makes your patients more confident because you, you, they have their hearing great things about it and it just starts the conversation. And then, you know, then the patient can have that conversation with the assistant who sometimes like you said, and I totally agree, the, the patients will be more likely to open up to the assistant. And when the doctor comes in, the, um, you know, the assistant or hygienist can say, hey, we've been talking about Invisalign, you know, so-and-so Mrs. Smith is interested because she wants to fix her smile in a year, the aligners are removable, and they're clear. You know, you just kind of, you, you focus on the positive things, but that's a, a learned skill. That's in the survival guidance. <laughs> well, and then to, t- to tag on to that, you know, after the follow-up questions, even if the patient doesn't schedule at that point, you have the information that they are so interested in that. Now you add them to your email cues mm-hmm. based off of nothing but the Invisalign. You periodically flash it in their face. I mean, it truly is a system that everything connects, everything. And if you're missing a couple of those key components, you know, you're missing a lot of opportunity. Yeah, yes. This is brilliant. And I'm just, I'm in complete awe. I'm just listening to this. I'm like, I learned something today. (laughs) It's it's very, I think, um, in general, um, a lot of people who go into dental assisting are more, um, you know, they're they're more tactile. They, they, They like to work with their hands and their soft skills may not necessarily be there, but what you just said is not intuitive. It's brilliant, but it's not something that most people will do naturally. And I agree, practicing saying those things. The interesting thing is that, again, as dentists, and I, I, I speak from my personal experience, we'll go out and we'll learn more and more clinical skills. We'll learn ortho, we'll learn uh, Invisalign, we'll learn sleep apnea, uh, because we want to grow our practices and offer more services to our patients, but we won't train our team to sell those services essentially. And I'm not afraid of that word because selling is giving people what they want, figuring out what they want and giving it to them. And, uh, and this is where the major growth is. If we can have everyone on our team, um, talking to patients, figuring out what they need, what they want and, uh, marketing our, our our practice to them, our practices are going to grow so much more quickly. And I think from our point of view, because Mary Beth and I own businesses, so when we're overseeing offices, we we look at what's happening a little differently. Like I, you know, I I know what I need out of our team to survive and I know what I need out of them to to thrive to do really well right and what I need um, and this is the example Mary Beth teases me but I use this example all the time where I look at every single day as like a giant wheel that has to get pushed up a hill right and every day I need every team member using all of their strength to push this giant wheel at the, to the top of the hill. And if someone isn't all in and pushing that hard, we're never going to make it you know, to that top. And so I need all of my team members to look for opportunity, listen for cues from people, you know, listen to things that they're, they're not just asking you if you, do, if you do Invisalign because they're taking a survey, right? <laughs> they're asking because they, they have some interest in Invisalign. And I think, you know, for the team members who say things like, 
oh, I don't want to sell. It's dentistry or whatever. I'm like, well, yes, it's dentistry, but it's a business first that just happens to do dentistry. I want to treat our patients nicely. I want to do the things that they need, you know, and want. And I don't, you know, we're not trying to, you know, say they need treatment when they don't. None of that's happening. But at the end of the day, if, you know, it's a business and if I can't, if I, I need to pay everyone and I need to pay all the bills and I think my team would like raises or bonuses periodically, that's where all that comes from. Um, so, you know, I, I can see how I need all of them to be all in. I can't just have them show up, punch a time clock, sit down and assist for a filling. And, and the longer I've been in this field, the more I see that that way where you just show up, like you're never going to make it. Like as a business, you're, you can't survive on people just showing up and doing you know, the minimum, I need people to be able to recognize things, have discussions with patients, be knowledgeable. If someone mentions Invisalign, don't be afraid to go get the models, show them, pull up the website, show them before and after photos, you know, tell them, show them how they'll look if their smile was changed. I need people to be all in like that because we're, we're not going to make it otherwise. And I think that's the, that's where we're at in dentistry. If you think that you're just going to show up and clean your patient's teeth and go home, like you're wrong. You have to, as a hygienist, you need to look in and see what they have going on and point out things to them. This looks a little suspect. Let's talk to the doctor. Have you ever thought about straightening your teeth? Have you, you know, or have you ever thought about whitening? Whatever. You need to be doing those things to help the business survive, you know, not even just to, you know, not, it's just important. It's more important now than ever before, I think. Well, everybody needs to be engaged. You know, you can't, you can't have the employee who's a time clock puncher, no engagement, you know, it's just not going to work. And with what we do here, you know, and I've said this for years, scheduling is based on emotion. If a patient is asking you about an Invisalign, something triggered them to ask you about that Invisalign. And along with that emotion to get them to schedule, it's the communication and the the knowledge and the content that you're answering them with, you know, and if you get them in that mind frame of emotion, they're going to trust you and see the value and move forward. Right. If you have have a team member that says, do we do Invisalign? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They appear that sort of weak and, and, and unknowledgeable about the practice. Does that, that patient is not going to feel confident in that practice. And that's, that's everything, you know, the every, like Mary Beth said, every time they accept treatment, it's because they're confident that you can do it. And one of the questions that, and, and again, I'm going to refer back to the, the questions that we ask in, in the planners. You know, you know how many of the older generation ask an employee, where did the doctor go to school? What year did they graduate? What, you know what I mean? I, I'm going to safely say probably 90% of team members don't, don't know. <laughs> you know, but again, it may seem so simple or irrelevant to, to everything that's happening but those rapid fire questions are so important in continuing to build the value for your practice. Mm-hmm. Yes. And to go back to something uh, you said earlier, um, I think 
help give providing that information to them and making sure that they uh, they know what the practice is doing, where the doctor went back to school or went to school or, um, you know, the three positive things about Invisalign. I think providing those verbal skills to them helps them build their confidence. Yes. And there is there's something about confidence that, you know, when we like something, it's usually because we're good at it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and when employees feel good about themselves, when they feel confident, they like their job more mm-hmm. and they do yep. become more engaged. Mm-hmm. And this, this is the part where we're building people, yep. not just throwing them into the job and expecting them that they'll do it because they've done it before somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Right. And, and, and I also think that the reason why people say I don't like to sell is because they just don't have the verbal skills to talk about it. It's right. not really trying to push something unnecessary on someone who doesn't want it. It's talking about something that we can do for someone. And if they have a pain point that we can solve, that's, that's a great thing. That's a wonderful thing. Why wouldn't they want to do, but they don't have the verbal skills. And it's right. so, so important what you're doing with that guide by being able to uh, provide those skills to them. When um, when I'm talking with new people about those verbal skills, um, it's, this happens a lot too with the front desk. When you're talking, when you're having your you know insurance coordinator or financial coordinator, whatever, whoever you have up there doing talking with patients about appointments and about insurance and, and financials. A lot of times when you have someone new, they're very nervous to talk to people and they don't want to get it wrong and the insurance is intimidating and they're afraid to tell someone that they have to, you know, pay a thousand dollars for something. And and my my go-to question is to that person is always, do you think we do good dentistry here? Can we deliver on what we're telling them? Well, yeah, yeah, we definitely. Okay, well, that's how I want you. Like, you have to believe in what we're doing. And if you believe, if you really in the bottom of your heart think that we're going to be able to do, you know, this huge veneer case or this Invisalign, if you really believe that, then that's the feeling that you need to have the patient feel. You know, if you don't believe in what we're doing here, then maybe you shouldn't be working here or maybe we, you know, there's something else going on, but that's always my go-to for new front desk team members is do you, do you believe in what we're doing here? Here are before and afters, here are reviews. Do you, do you think this is good stuff? Well, yeah. Okay. Then that should be what you need. You know, that should give you the confidence to be able to present proudly what our fees are and, you know, not worry about, how the patient's going to react, if we've expressed value, if we've done all the right things, if you know we're going to give them a good result, then that's what those are the tools that you have on the inside to be able to present that to them. Mm-hmm. And from that, over the years, I've heard things like, Mr. Smith, we're going to do a great job for you. You're going to love this in the end. Well, that's that comes from believing in, in who we are and what we do. And also, you know, that's another one of those things that people have to be taught and they have to you know, they have to have that practice to be able to convey that properly to people. That's amazing. I, I love everything you ladies are saying. I'm almost, like, we're almost uh, at an hour now. And, and I'm like, I, I want to keep talking to you. <laughs> we should definitely do a follow-up. I wanted to ask you, uh, is there going to be something coming out for hygienists? That's a good question. We actually, our next project, because these do take a while for us to get, you know, to, to write. Um, I bet. <laughs> and 
So right now we have two projects we are working on. I'll tell you, you'll be the first to know what we're working on. We have the new 2020 edition for the front desk, which there's going to be some big changes with that. We're currently working on that. And our next survival guide is actually for office managers. Oh, wow. That one is going to be, should we tell her the title, Mary Beth, or should we keep that a secret? Mm, maybe keep it a secret. Managers for now, but it's got a really, really cool spin to it, and um, that one will probably towards the end of this year, early next year, will be available. That one, you know, it takes a while to get these done, and then you know, who knows after that. Um, but what we do have, I don't know when you're going to air this podcast, but we have a really exciting webinar coming out next week. Um, which you can register for on our website. And that is the eight um, secrets that we have to create a team-empowered dental practice. So all in this webinar? um, It's going to be next week, Thursday the 21st. Yep. Thursday the the 21st at 7 p.m. And um, you have to register for it. It's free, but you have to register for it. And you can do that right on our website, which is BuckeyeDentalProductions.com. And they're, so not only are we, and it's like the eight, the eight secrets that we're giving away are the actual real things that, that we have done to create a team driven, a team empowered office. It's not, it's not fluff. It's like, here's exactly step one, what you need to do. So we're really excited about that. And also we're doing, we have a very special, um, sort of gift in that webinar too, which I can't reveal right now, but if you sign up for the webinar and attend that next week, you'll know what that is. So many secrets. We definitely, I'm (laughs) going to push it out uh, a little sooner so that we, you know, we can release it before the webinar and we'll put all the links into show notes. Um, Speaking of the title, I actually think that you've uh, misnamed your survival guide because most dental practices are already in the survival mode. You know, (laughs) they just get whatever needs to be done. Uh, This should be, should have been named beyond survival because, (laughs) because your guides are really what's going to take a practice to the next level by getting the team educated and engaged and, and, uh, on track with everything that needs to be done in a timely manner. Uh, I can't wait to get my copies. I'm going to go in the website and order right now. And oh, by uh, the way, and I don't mean to interrupt, by the way, we are giving away 10% with the uh, coupon code YAPI. So excellent. Thank you. No. <laughs> I, I love that. I love Thanks. that. We'll spread, we'll spread, we'll spread this information. Awesome. Thank you so much. I enjoyed talking to you so much, and it was great to meet you at the Voices of Dentistry Missing. Yes, how fun was that? Yeah. All right, well, safe travels, and it was great talking to you, and have an amazing rest of your week. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.